Thank you, Pastor Todd, and what an honor it is to be asked to uh, share the Word of God today. I appreciate it, and in keeping with the announcements, I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. The, uh, there's, after I got done preparing my sermon, the Lord prompted me with a scripture that I wanted to share, so it's not going to be up here, but it's in Nehemiah chapter 8, and it does have to do with the message today, because Nehemiah was a part of those returning from the Babylonian captivity of the nation of Israel. Um, they were taken captive into Babylon, and now they were returning to Israel, to Jerusalem. And Nehemiah, it says, Nehemiah, the governor, Ezra, the priest, and the scribe, and the Levites who were interpreting for the people said, Don't mourn or weep on such a day as this, for today is sacred before the Lord your God. For all the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. And Nehemiah continued, and this sounds just like Christmas, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the Lord is your strength. And the Levites, too, quieted the people, saying, Hush, don't weep, for this is a sacred day. Today I'm going to preach on joy. It's the, kind of the last sermon on joy in the series that we've been going through from the pulpit. And Pastor Todd and others have been doing such a great job with it. And as Pastor Todd asked me to preach, the Lord just dropped the scripture in my heart. In fact... I was about 1 o'clock in the morning, and, and all of a sudden, I knew what I was supposed to preach on. And I got up, and I found a piece of scratch paper on the, on the dresser, and I wrote it down, wrote down the scripture. And then I went back to lay down and try to go to sleep, and 20 minutes later, something else came to my mind. Got up, went to the scratch paper, and wrote it down. This happened about four or five times. Luckily, my wife was still up, so it wasn't a problem, but... Uh, that's kind of how the message was birthed today. Um, we've talked a lot about joy, but I ask a question this morning. What if it's not there? What if it's not there? In 1982, I was pastoring a church, and I had a deacon in our church, a leader in our church, and he was plagued every winter by sad seasonal affective disorder. You probably have heard of it, but I witnessed it firsthand. Every winter, he'd go into a deep depression, and, and uh, Christmas was rough for him to get through it because he was in such a, a downcast, depressed mode. In another situation, in 1996, we were having quite a revival in our church. The power of God was moving. The Spirit of God was moving. People were being saved filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, demons were being cast out, just a tremendous move of God. And one evening, we were at the altar, it was prayer time, and our prayer team was praying with this lady, and all of the sudden, she started laughing. Now, I don't know if you remember the laughter movement that kind of went through the church world, but she started laughing, and she was laughing loud and long. She just was going on and on. And I was getting more and more nervous. And so finally, I was just about ready to go up and suggest to the prayer team that was praying with her to take her into a side room and let her enjoy the presence of the Lord in the side room. When somebody came up to me and they said, Pastor, you don't understand the story of that lady. 
That lady has been depressed for two years. She's been in the the pits of despair. She's been just so depressed, almost suicidal for two years. And tonight, God has set her free from that depression. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. Then in another one I want to share with you in 1990, and this is very personal to me, I went through a, a deep depression for about six months. Probably the hardest time in my wife life. And I, I said back after it was over that my wife was a saint to stay with me during that time because I wouldn't talk to anybody. I would spend time crying. I just was terribly depressed for I don't know what the reason was. It was, it was hard. And as I, as I went through it, I was pastoring a church, and I would sit in my office, and I'd, I had two doors to get into the office. I could go through the secretary's office, which is what I usually did, and said good morning to her, or I could go around to the back door of my office, and I'd go into the back door. During the six months, I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to see her. And I'd go into the back door and sit in my office and I would just, I'd say, God, where are you? And I couldn't pray. I couldn't hear from God. I was just so depressed. And it was so wonderful. After about six months, God sent two preachers, if I told you the denomination, you'd recognize it easily, into my life. And they loved me back to health. But I can tell you firsthand that it is not something that you want to go through. In Psalms 120 or 137, the Israelites were going through a time of depression. They had disobeyed God. They had gone into idolatry. And God removed them from the land of Israel and took, took them captive to the land of Babylon. They were, they were conquered by a foreign entity. And in Psalms 137, we read the cry, Beside the rivers of Babylon, we sat and wept as we thought of Jerusalem. Listen to this. We put away our harps, hanging them on the branches of the poplar tree. For our, command, our captors demanded a song from us. Our tormentors insisted a joyful hymn. Sing to us one of the songs of Jerusalem. And if, if you've ever had a time when you were discouraged or depressed and someone said, oh, just cheer up, you know that it's not always possible. How can we sing the songs of the Lord, verse 4, while in a pagan land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget how to play the harp. May my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth. If I fail to remember you, if I don't make Jerusalem my greatest joy. And then in Psalms 126, again, with the people of Israel who had been taken captive. And it is a song for the pilgrims that were coming back to Jerusalem. Chapter 126 and verse 1. When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter. We sang for joy, and what other, and other nations says, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. I love this in verse 3. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. 
How many here can say the Lord's done amazing things? Amen. Amen. The Lord has done amazing things. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams in the deserts. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They will weep as they go to plant their seed, but as they sing, but they sing as they return with the harvest. This is the deliverance of the people out of bondage. And those of us today who know the Lord Jesus, and that's probably most of us here, and we've experienced the saving power of Jesus Christ. We know what it is to be delivered out of bondage of sin. Can you say praise God? And, and they, Babylon may not be mentioned in Psalms 126, but it, they, they were coming and saying, the Lord's done amazing things for us. Ezra chapter 2, again with the captives, and verse 2 says, Now the children of the providence that went up out of captivity of those that had been carried away, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away unto Babylon, came again to Jerusalem, every one unto his city. Now verse 41 of the same chapter says, The singers, the children of Asap, 128. There's so many times in the scripture that joy is tied with singing. In fact, on one occasion, I believe it was Jehoshaphat taking the army into battle. And what did he do? He put the singers in front. The singers. And, and uh, they had returned from captivity here in Ezra chapter 2. Those that had returned in captivity were called, first of all, to be thankful I trust you had a blessed Christmas. I trust your heart was filled with thankfulness. Verse number one, when the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. The other nations said what amazing things the Lord has done for them. They were thankful. Secondly, they had a focus on prayer. Verse number four, and they prayed. Lord, restore our fortunes as streams renew the desert. If, you, if you've ever been in a situation, or maybe you are today, where you don't feel joy in your heart, you maybe feel like that, saying, Lord, restore me again. Bring me back to where I once was when I experienced your presence. What a difficulty and a heartbreak it is when you don't feel that nearness to the Lord. Restore our fortunes again. Lord, those returning from captivity were encouraged. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. I tell people, I used to tell them when I went through the time of depression, the only way I got through it is, I, it was like a rope, and I, I tied a knot on it, and I hung on for dear life. Because I knew God even though I wasn't feeling him at the time, I knew God. I knew he was faithful to his word. I knew he would come and restore me again. And I tied that knot in the rope and I hung on. God can restore your joy. Amen. He can restore your joy. And that's the message this morning. I happened to hear a song when I was preparing the sermon. I had the radio on. And I'd never heard it before. It was by Casting Crowns. It goes like this, and I won't sing it for you. I'll spare you. All is calm and all is bright. 
everywhere but in your heart tonight. They're singing, cards of, they're singing carols of joy and peace, but you feel too far gone and too far out of reach. Somewhere in your silent night, heaven hears your song and broken heart that has cried. Hope is here, just lift your head, for love has come to find you somewhere in the silent night. From heaven's height to manger low, there is no distance, the Prince of Peace won't go. From manger low to Calvary's hill, when your pain runs deep, his love runs deeper still. He has always loved you, child. Repeat that. He has always loved you, child. And he always will. Somewhere in the silent night, heaven's tears, heaven hears the songs your broken heart has cried. Hope is here, just lift your head. For love has come to find you somewhere in the silent night. Lift your head, lift your heart. Emmanuel will meet you where you are. He knows your heart, he knows your name. And you're the very reason that he came. Somewhere, somewhere in your silent night, heaven hears the song your broken heart has cried. Hope is here. Just lift your head. For love has come to find you somewhere in your silent night. Love will find you. Love will find you. I'm going to show you three turnings very briefly this morning. They are returnings of how we can see God restore our joy. First of all, is the turning of a dream. We were like those who dreamed. What amazing things, what joy. You can feel the excitement in the scripture as the psalmist writes. What amazing things the Lord has done for them. What amazing things he has done for us. What joy to move from from captivity or bondage or feeling of hopelessness to joy requires a dream today. Let a dream turn in your heart. Just as the exiles were back, brought back from Jerusalem, were taken out of the exile of sin and brought back to a right relationship with God. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13 says, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Do you remember your, foreign li- your former life? How many know what it was like? You remember it? Back before you were saved, before you knew the Lord? Ephesians 2.13, but now you have been united with Christ once you were far away from God. But now you have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Once you were far away from God. Do you remember that? Dream it though, you were brought near. Remember it today. You were brought near by the blood of the Lamb. 1 Corinthians says the foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of humans' plans. And God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God calls you. Instead, God has chosen the weak things of this world the foolish things, in order to share it with those who are white. God chose the things that are powerless to shame the powerful. God called us before we had the strength to even call on him. He's placed his hand on us. He placed his favor on you. And I believe today that when you begin to dream again, God will restore your joy. 
How many of us were called? Some were called out of drugs. Some were called out of a life of anger. Some were called out of bitterness. Some were called out of sin, of every other style and fashion and form. In every way, God causes us to dream. Amen. To dream what he has done, what he will do. God wants to restore joy today. He wants to restore your joy. Allow God to turn a dream in your heart that that he will do something great in the days to come. Amen. Pastor tipped off how long I've been preaching. But you know, it never grows old to be able to share the goodness of what God can do for you and what God will do for you. He is faithful. He's never failed. Even in the darkest of nights, God never fails. As Pastor Pastor Todd says, God is bigger. You like that? God is bigger. Let him cause you to dream again. The second, the first turning is the turning of a dream, returning of a dream. The second thing in restoring our joy is to returning to an attitude of of seeking the Lord. Psalms 126, 3 and 4 says, The Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy when you begin to focus on the amazing things that God has done for you. What joy. Through the years, we had different preachers come into our church to preach. One year, we had a a couple, and they had quite a story. He had been been a homosexual, and he had gotten saved, and she had been a prostitute, and she had gotten saved. And they came, and they shared not their past. They shared the goodness of the Lord in saving their souls. And it doesn't matter where you find yourself today, what situation, God is your Savior. Amen. There is a refreshing. We we have a turning of a dream. We have a turning now of our attitude. There's a refreshing, a godly attitude. Philippians says, let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.8, now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. Write that down. You can read the list later, Philippians 4.8. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Listen to this. You want God to restore your joy. It begins to come when we get our eyes off of the desert, off of Babylon, and put our eyes on Jesus. I remember a song we used to sing in the early days of my ministry, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. I still sing it all the time. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. You want your joy restored today? Let your attitude be turned. Turn towards the Lord Jesus Christ. You choose what you will focus on. You can focus on your desert experience. You can focus on those things that that bring bondage, or you can focus on God. Joseph is a great example in the Old Testament. His brothers 
sold him into slavery. He was taken in eventually to the, to the dungeon, to the prison. And from the prison, God caused him to interpret dreams. And he was finally brought before Pharaoh and, and, and interpreted Pharaoh's dreams and, and was placed by Pharaoh as second in command in all of Egypt. He could sit there in the jail, in the dungeon. He could focus on all of his problems and all of the things. And he had them. But he focused on God over and over and over again. God wants to restore your joy today. Turn your focus away from what causes you difficulty and trial and depression and focus on God. And he'll turn the captivity away. Psalms 126, restore our fortunes, Lord. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams in the desert. You choose what you focus on. The third thing, you, return, you have a returning of a dream, a returning of an attitude of seeking God, and finally a returning of joy. We see that God returns us into a new reality as he brings our joy back. The new reality, Psalms 126, verses 5 and 6. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seeds, but they sing as they return with the harvest. Now, you may find yourself in the desert experience today, but I trust you have the joy of the Lord. I trust there are many here today that have the joy of the Lord. Let me see your hand. You say, yes, pastor, I've got the joy of the Lord today. Would you just lift up a shout of praise to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. We give you glory. Others have planted in tears. Difficulty has dominated. Sorrow has swirled. Trials have thrived. They've planted in tears. But look for a new reality, a new joy, as God restores joy to your heart. I love the song. It says, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. If you want God to restore your joy today, allow him to return a dream in your heart, return an attitude of seeking God, and finally see the joy of the Lord restored in you. God wants to bring you once again to a place of joy in him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. That, Lord, you want to restore us to a place in you where we can have joy unspeakable and full of glory. Bless your people today, I pray. Lord, restore what the enemy has taken. Restore it today. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let me ask this question. If you're here today and you need God to restore your joy, I want to pray for you. Lift your hand up. If you're here today, I see one hand, two hands. Others, there's a hand. God bless you. Others today, you're saying, Pastor, I need my joy restored today. 
God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Heavenly Father, you see the hands that have been raised right now. You see, Lord, each person. You know where they're at. Some are in a desert experience. Some are in a a dungeon like Joseph was. But God, today, you want to restore, restore, restore our joy. And I pray that you would do that for these who have said, Lord, restore my joy. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Give God glory. Praise the Lord.